0: Most of us have had to deal with uh, a supervisor or a boss new to their position and while their intentions may be good, their judgment and their ability to make good decisions and lead right conversations uh, is not where it needs to be. Uh, On the other side of that is being a new supervisor. And I have so many cringeworthy moments where I come into a new role. My intentions are good, but I have a real struggle in accelerating my learning in terms of how to handle different situations. So today, uh, we jump into a very practical idea about how to accelerate the learning of front-end supervisors. So come on in, grab a snack. Welcome.
1: Good morning, Bob. Hey Joyce, good morning. I got my coffee. <laughs> uh, boy, in my red mug. In my I, red.
0: I, I'm already through my coffee. I'm I'm in stage level two of uh, refreshment. I've got a lemon lime uh, uh, seltzer. So that that's you don't how we start now. Drink
1: smart water. My daughter carries around a smart water bottle, um, and I know it's like wearing a branded jewelry or something. It really
0: is. But, you know, I'll tell you, a a good filter in a refrigerator churns out some pretty darn good water as far as I'm
1: concerned. You're smart water. Well,
0: I'll put it in a smart bottle, and then I'll really be smart. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. We we do it's the holiday season. We do digress.
1: <laughs> we do digress and I'm trying not to digress on uh cryptocurrency. We'll come back to that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because we could make literally want to make some money. Let's make some money. Um yeah, we will come back to that. So, here's let's be concrete today. Okay? I began, I, first of all, I read an article on frontline workers and the solution for having happy frontline workers is having good managerial or supervisory skill. And um, I think that much of the training for that level of supervision or managing isn't uh, robust. It, it's about, well, I don't know, sometimes it's not anything. You're just thrown That's in. That's right. And you're given the, here's where you go for policy, (laughs) you know, get out your phone and look it up. And so I started um, a group, a supervisory group to develop supervisory judgment. In other words, you grow judgment through the experience of making mistakes. Yes. Oh, for sure. Is there a way to short circuit that? So I had, um, it was a group of 12, and I had started with six supervisors in the group who I knew did good work. And by the way, good supervisors make a a ton of difference. on you know, turnover, it's it's just, they matter.
0: Yeah, big time. Uh,
1: Yeah. So, uh, and the other six members were brand new to supervisory work. And you know what? It's scary the first time. Oh, without
0: a doubt. I you know so you I, wanna, I, I wanna yeah. dig into this concrete idea that addresses what I think is a huge need. Um, you know, we, we said at the outset we're gonna have cringeworthy moments, right? <laughs> and yeah. when I when I think of the way that I led in a number of positions early in my career. Um, and I cringe. I mean, I made so many mistakes. My judgment was off so many times. I don't think I was that bad, but looking back, I'm like, oh, gosh, could have I used some kind of support uh, to accelerate yeah. my my yeah. learning curve?
1: And it'd be very easy to do now um, with a Zoom group from, yeah. from far, far-flung <laughs> supervisors. So here was the premise you have half that are experienced and you have half that are brand new and the proportions can change. And uh, the new would come with questions. Like um, I have somebody that I think is coming in drunk or hung over on Monday mornings. Uh, He, she's always late and just seems very hung over. Yeah. (laughs) One in the afternoon or, I have uh, a guy, I shouldn't make it to be a guy, but it's often was, who smells. Smelling things were often, whether it was too much perfume or body odor or whatever, uh, there were frequently times when you had to address things like that. And I remember going, Ooh, is that legal? What can I do? What do I do? Um, Handling somebody, I'm trying to think of, of, common ones were handling somebody who had a bad temper.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I I think going back to at least my grocery experience, there's so often that I had a particular team, I'll say my stocking crew, uh, that either ran too late or, you know, didn't do good housekeeping. I mean, it it doesn't have to be something like alcohol in the breath. I mean, it can be like, you know, my grocery crew isn't where they need to be. And uh, how do I even go about having conversation to to have that change.
1: Yeah. I remember stocking guys that used to play bowling. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and they, they, hit, they hit a customer. You know, so I got to by a flying cabbage once. <laughs> but um, so it ran the gamut from yeah. people coming in to complain about the manager. Yeah. supervisor was you know having to figure out what to do anyhow they came with a dilemma or a question or what if and bounced it around the group and and came to a good action to take soundly some compassion throw in and a lot of high standards and it just grew people more quickly then they'd have to wait for the, all the experience to have. And then when there was new, people came in new all the time, and the older could drop out after a certain point. And the the problem I had is they didn't drop out.
0: Well, I, I'm going to give you, I, you're literally right where, I was going to ask you the question, and then I'm going to answer it instead. Good. I was going to ask you, so I'm six experienced, uh, seasoned managers, what what's in it for me? And my answer is, uh, I would think over time, they would get as much out of the conversations as the new supervisors, because you get different perspectives that perhaps, hopefully will shift your thinking.
1: At the supervisory level, we don't often respect the burden of what they carry they began to uh, feel their own wisdom as they shared their experience. So it reinforced their own competence, and that's always attractive. So we had to split them. And it's just like the learning groups. They grew kind of biologically. They would split into new groups. Yeah, and it it... took – go ahead
0: was it structured meaning that every new supervisor would the expectation would be that they yes. would become a member of this group okay so it's not yeah. like raising your hand it's like if you're going to be a leader a supervisor in this company here's the process that we do yeah, yeah. okay so it's mandatory
1: yes and i forgot i had you just took it away from me uh-oh, uh-oh. i'll give it back here it is oh, thank you okay at first thank you it did come back at first they were facilitated yeah and then they became self-managing but they i think they worked better facilitated so it's a perfect uh role to give to one of the experienced supervisors yeah because it it was who has a dilemma to share and dilemma was the word we used They would describe it, people would ask questions to get clear, and then people would offer um, suggestions on how to handle it and run it through policy issues, if needed, or legal issues. And so um, it was, and that was, you know, structured enough that it was written. Yeah, no, (laughs) I love it. So what's the action that you can take? It would be the result. And if if someone out there were wanting to start that kind of, I call it growing supervisory judgment, because you usually get judgment through experience, and this sure. speeds up. Uh, I, I would suggest having a named facilitator at
0: at the beginning, uh, or or someone in the group. I mean, yeah. who would, who's would... going to
1: manage? Who's going to run the meeting today?
0: Okay, so I'd like to ask a, uh, a couple questions of you. Um, mm-hmm. How often and for how long uh, did this group meet?
1: Once a month. Okay, so once a month. Yeah, so it wasn't overly, you know, like taking them away, and yeah. they could, and they could happen. Primarily, it started at corporate. Yeah, and I don't remember how it or if it transferred into the stores. Okay. To to tell the truth. Which,
0: quite honestly, I would argue is where it's needed most. Yeah. Um, How about, so I'm hearing once a month, perhaps an hour, 90 minutes, probably no more.
1: 90, groups of 12. Okay. Some experienced, some not. Yeah, definitely facilitated, but not necessarily by a skilled facilitator, because there was a structure in place. And also, I found that whenever I needed facilitators, at whatever level in the organization, there were people who could do it. It's, you know, you don't need a PhD, you need um, to be a gracious host. Yeah, well, it
0: (laughs) amazes me how you have... Uh, someone who runs a store, which is essentially like uh, a pretty large, uh, you know, independent business and not to have that as, uh, you know, Hey, we'd like you to be a greeter, to be someone who's the host of this table. Uh, I get it. So it doesn't have to be a trained HR OD facilitator. Um, Here's a question. It, it worked uh, at Hannaford. Uh, My question is if I'm a smaller company, and let's say i have a manufacturing plant Yep. and and so i have you know i'm going to make this up i have 12 um what i call line supervisors typically that's right. what they call them and then i have a second cut of shift supervisor um how would it work in a smaller organization uh what do you think better I, I think it could, but would <laughs> it, would it, would it be? Would it would it be if you had nine uh, frontline supervisors that they would then become that group that meets monthly? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't rotate because it's a
1: <clears throat> finite number. Right. Okay. It's it's um, supervisory support group. If you want to take it into like social yeah, services model, but you know. Yeah. Um, Wouldn't they be meeting anyway, but they'd be meeting with their boss, right? It it would. And that's
0: where I was going. I mean, it would be, they may have other meetings to talk about, you know, either technical issues or timing, scheduling, but this would be purely for growing their judgment as a supervisor.
1: Yes. And if you've got the money to send them out and train them, God bless you. But my training budget was always tight. So I was always trying, you know, and even... <clears throat> it's uh, ninety minutes a month is not much. No,
0: and it and can it, be done as you say virtually. It can be done over the phone, and it protects uh,
1: you legally. It makes you a, a retention higher. Uh, you know
0: what I it, probably when I see is the 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 biggest benefit. Um, I I had a supervisor, uh, and I'll just use first name Dwayne. Uh, season. Fell been around forever and uh, was considered a, a a good performer. Often, when he came to me with an HR a question, he would preface it by saying, "I, I know the operations answer to this question, yes. yeah, but I want to find out what the HR uh, exactly. answer to this question." And And, you know, I challenge them. to say, well, Dwayne, they should literally be the same because we're one company, we have one. So, so it kind of takes the HR, I see the HR person can still be a lifeline, hey, we're stumped, but it's kind of it puts the responsibility on that supervisory team uh, to literally lean into their judgment and wisdom with one another to come to a, a decision.
1: And they're closest- to- yes, 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 yes. And they're closest to the work. And you and I both know that there are extreme, crazy examples of outrageous behavior that need HR brought in immediately to solve.
0: Yeah. Can I, I think we're, I think this was a great conversation. Um, can we do a shameless plug before we say goodbye?
1: I don't no No, i wouldn't say we can do a shameless plug i would say we are here if you want more information about how to start one and more guidance to start a supervisory judgment see you don't like that word judgment well no i love it okay so so, so a supervisory wisdom group
0: yeah, so you say tomato, I say tomato. That seemed like a shameless plug, and, and but sincerely <laughs> put. So we want to be there for you. Uh, our time is done here. Oh, don't word it that way. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Get busy living or get busy dying. <laughs> oh, my God. We go out. God bless oh, you. Bye. Bye-bye. You know, Joyce and I have been doing this podcast long enough that certain themes uh, emerge again and again. And the one that I think is most prevalent is the importance of frontline workers. We've learned it in the pandemic, but they've always been the backbone of the organization. They're the ones that deliver the goods and services and really determine the quality of a customer's experience. So having a supervisor who create a great work environment and create a condition where people can do their best is so critical. And that's the importance of today's conversation. So we're glad you showed up. We know you're busy with the holidays. And until next week, be well and be safe.